Welcome to Back to Backwards. Tonight's guest is Mr. Roy from YF Link. Enjoy! Good afternoon, Roy. How are things, hey. man? What's up, man? Surviving. We're just taking <laughs> yeah. a downturn, you know? So we're, we're, back to, we're back to ramen. It's uh, one of those weeks again. It's, uh, it's a rough week, but I think we, uh, we all, uh, yeah, also have a hate-love relationship with these dumps, I guess. I mean, we get we get so used to them at this point. It's just like I'm just a battered wife, you know. At this point, <laughs> we have to, we have to. Like, I, like I, I took like half the day off to to play Final Fantasy. You know, like okay, just you know, move away from the screen and then move to another screen and and and, and just forget about all the the red digits. Just wait a bit, buy yeah. some buy some dips, and then we're good to go. Don't don't look at the bad screen. Look at the good screen. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. What have you been up to uh, this past weeks uh, before uh, the market stalled a bit? So, per, on a personal level. Um, so, interestingly enough, I was in. I was actually in Thailand, as everyone knows. But then I actually got out of there about mm-hmm. what is it now? About a month and a half ago now. Um, okay. I went back to Italy, and I know everyone was like, I, when I tell people that, they kind of freak out. They're like, oh my god, the, there's like so much COVID over there, or whatever. It was crazy a few months ago, and I'm like, no, actually, it's, it's like totally fine. <laughs> I went yeah, to Milan. They have um, the first, is, first, first mover uh, advantage, you know, of getting yeah, COVID, yeah. Co- COVID in and COVID early out. Yeah. So I, I went to Milan, which was the supposed epicenter, and it was totally fine, and there were no problems. Everyone was kind of just happy and having their masks on. Um, So Milan was fine. I mean, obviously, because it's been months now since it happened. But, you know, life has gone pretty much back to normal. Uh, Um, Yeah. The the masks are annoying. Yeah. I saw the pictures you made. You make make some pretty good uh, pictures, um, I must say. I mean, uh... (laughs) I'm an amateur photographer. Oh, yeah. You can leave the amateur. uh, I mean, it looks looks professional, Roy. It looks professional. Um, <laughs> hey, we are uh, here today to uh, talk about uh, uh, YFL or YF Link. Uh, but first things first, Roy, are you a natural born Link Marine? I would say, well, I think the answer is yes. I mean, it, it really depends on what people's descriptions and their criteria is for what a Link Marine is, right? So mm-hmm. I found out about Chainlink in 2017 when they did their ICO and I invested in the ICO. So I've been along, yeah, I've been along long chain link ever since they basically came out since their inception. I've been Mm -hmm. talking about chain link for the longest time. Um, Anyone can do this. They can like type in hashtag link and then from uh, Phil before shill on Twitter and they'll find my oldest posts on link. Just they go way back, you know? Uh, So Yeah, exactly. There it is. So, you know, it's all there. Um, but yeah, I, I've been in the link community, you know, I was involved like in the Slack, even when everything was like shit in 2018 and no one was doing anything. I was, I was kind of bored. I was like, you know, let me just do some, let me just go talk to the chain link guys. And I was talking to everyone who was in there. Uh, I forgot what the guy's name was. Rory. That was his name. Rory. Uh-huh. He was the old community manager. Um, you were talking to him on the Slack and they were talking about, uh, this was like before all of the partnerships and collaborations and all that came out. It was really just, the only thing that was really going for Chainlink was the Swift hype. And then Swift happened, the event, and the, the meme is that like, 
Sergey had to present in front of like the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like shunted him off into like this really shitty uh, presentation stage. And there was like a toilet nearby. It was just awful. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing the thing about Link Marines is, and, and that I always enjoy and love is like they kind of understand on a deep intrinsic level, um, technically at least, what Chainlink represents and how it fits into the crypto. Uh, genre as a whole or the ecosystem yeah. and so like they know that it's valuable and so because they know that it's valuable they're willing they don't they're willing to fund it they don't care they really don't care about hype they really don't care about you know doing anything uh outside of the realm beyond like reality um mm -hmm. and so they'll take it the other way and they're like no, no no let's just say like sergey like gained a lot of weight and he wants to quit because he has like diabetes or like, you know, just all these crazy, all these crazy memes about Chainlink. And they're all like try, trying to fud it because, again, it's, it's, it's fueling the, the fire. Community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Chainlink also had a huge first mover uh, advantage when it comes to oh, yeah. the whole Oracle uh, tech. Um, yeah. But it's funny that, that you were like in, in this Slack slack channel in 2018 it, it it just shows how much projects can change uh, within a few months or, or you know or, or or a few quarters oh uh, man yeah i, I mean, mean 2019 was crazy for change yeah i mean we have just seen that the whole uh meme uh saga you know that that people just get a right. get a, get an airdrop i think 50 people who joined their telegram or something like that and they are sitting, if, if they held on to it, they are sitting on like 600K right now. That's, that's for a lot of people, including me. That's, that's pretty, you know, adding to the life-changing money. So, uh, yeah. I made a tweet about this, and I, and I, think, you, I think you probably liked it, I, if I recall correctly. I was talking about like, you know, the, the barrier to entry for DeFi is like so much more complex. Like it, it's actually getting even harder for people. Mm -hmm. to get yeah. involved in crypto rather than easier, which is a, the complete opposite of what we expected. Yeah. You know, I remember the days uh, in like 2018 when um, uh, my friend Jack was working on Zap. He's still there at Zap, um, but they were doing lightning wallets and making things really easy, like lightning payments with with their phone and how you could send Bitcoin in like fractions of, of a second and it was really yeah. cheap. And I was like, okay, remove friction. when I saw that, exactly i was like okay this is where it's going to go probably like that makes sense yeah. right because we had crypto that was really difficult for a while and now mm -hmm. we're trying to start start making it easier but as it turns out it's getting harder we have like most of the wallets for example don't even work like we have metamask that yeah kind of sort yeah. of works usually but anytime it throws an error you have no idea what the error is it's just like error your gas fee is like 300 you know dollars yeah. and then but that's mostly pay. due to <laughs> ethereum I think. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is due to Ethereum, but we have apps like MetaMask that just don't give you any information on what the error is. It'll just oh, be yeah, like error. Frustrating. Here's here's like your crazy gas price. Yeah. We have the Coinbase the Coinbase wallet, which doesn't even work. Oh, like it doesn't even work for most the trust. It doesn't even work for most uh, crypto applications. Um, uh, interacting. That's with like the, the the biggest company you know going public. You know, so that's that's exactly. that's crazy. It's yeah, but small I mean, small but you were right. The the I must agree how how exciting the space is nowadays it's also be become turned into much more of a of a niche so to say you know much more of a almost uh, uh futuristic you know kind of blade runner environment which is really cool for a lot of people like you and me but 
the, the whole uh, learning curve for, for new participants, like the average Joe is just way too steep, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, because now, I mean, before it used to be like, oh, you want to buy this ICO? Okay, go, you know, buy Ethereum on Coinbase. Mm-hmm. You know, send it, to, send it to their address or whatever, sign the KYC, yeah. you have the tokens, go sell your tokens. Whenever they, whenever they get listed, now it's like, all right, um, there's this new project and it just launched on Uniswap. Well, what's Uniswap? Well, it's an automated market maker, but what's an automated <laughs> yeah. market maker? It's like, well, well it's, yeah, it's liquidity pool. <laughs> it's a liquidity pool that people like add to. And it's like, you well, what? mine is blown. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like people just don't understand all this stuff. And then you can start, you know, because we, we've kind of like moved away from centralized exchanges onto decentralized exchanges, mm-hmm. and this is causing a lot of problems. Yeah. On top of all of this, we have everything running on Ethereum, and the gas prices are insane. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. <laughs> so also the whole, the whole barrier of entry in terms of, of money is also, uh, you know, get, getting higher and higher. Yeah. Uh, or, or as of now. But yeah, I, I also uh, tweeted something. Uh, I think it was somewhere around the end of June or something. And I, I, I stated that the biggest skill you can have uh, in this crypto space, quote unquote, is the ability to uh, adapt. And I was mostly yeah. referring to, because that, that was actually, I was pretty late with, with Uniswap, but I was like getting in like mid-June or something um you know figuring it out but i knew immediately okay this is kind of hard you have to you know push yourself to get familiar with it but i knew you know from the previous years that you you have to make this uh, educational sacrifices so to say in order to you know to to have an edge on 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 the retail that that's coming after absolutely and I think that also, I mean, the interesting thing too that, I, that I've noticed and that we have, I know you have seen this 100%, so you can verify this, is like in the past few years, most of the crypto traders have gone from altcoin traders to leverage traders. So these are people who are trading on BitMEX, people who are trading on Deribits. Mm-hmm. This is a different breed of, of, this is a different style. Like this is not the kind of person, someone who trades, you know, $100,000 million contracts on BitMEX. Is mm-hmm. not going to be wanting to buy Ethereum. First of all, because BitMEX themselves had a bias against Ethereum. So, like, you know, yeah. the traders there naturally would have it against that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, because th- these are the people who want to trade Bitcoin. They don't necessarily want to trade, you know, meme or like these weird <laughs> meme yeah. coins. Um, and, and so, like, we, it goes back to what you were saying before. It's like we have a niche within a niche within a niche because it's like <laughs> we have everyone in crypto, right? So, like, not, not only do you need to know crypto now, now you also need to know how Ethereum works on a very intimate level. Not only do you need to know how Ethereum works, you also need to know how AMMs work on a very intimate level or you're going to yeah. get rugged or you're yeah. going to you know, get wrecked by a permanent loss. And then on top of that, now we're starting to get all these financial products like Wire, uh, Y-Axis, all of these things. It's like on top of that, now you also need to know how credit and, uh, and basic like financials and economics work. Like not even basic. This, this is like it's university, like a, college level stuff. Yeah. So it's like finance it's crash getting... course. It's great. It's yeah, exactly. And and yeah. you can you can mess up on, on on so many levels. I mean, you can, you know, do do, do, the, do the trading correct, like the, the, the old school uh, buy low, sell high. But in between, you can mess up with all kinds of stuff if you aren't educated about it. And this year, I have gotten the most amount of people who have come to me in DMs and told me, like, I just lost all my money or, like, I just got rug pulled with all my Ethereum or, like, this, I got scammed. And it's like, 
I mean, that's part of the game, you know? It's like you have to have to double, triple, quadruple check. You have yeah. to know what you're doing. Yeah, but I I mean, I've also experienced uh, maybe four or maybe five rock pools. You know, it's, it, you know, it's horrible, but it can also be funny. And it's a thin yeah. line be- between, you know, feeling miserable or you can laugh about it. And that's the good old risk management, you know? Uh, yeah i mean especially with this with these crazy you know fun tokens i mean yeah put in fun fun money and uh so you can laugh about it if it if it goes uh goes south don't Um, put serious money into fun projects you've heard it here first yeah exactly hey um roy also the past months uh i i had a lot of uh capital invested uh in terms of diversification in all kinds of Oracle projects. Uh, So uh, talking about band protocol, uh, or actually I missed that one, but another one was, uh, was Teller. And Mm -hmm. no, besides link, obviously, which I also missed. uh, That's why I hopped into other ones that there was a huge growth going on uh, the past months. So it, it, it really showed the potential of the whole, Oracle game, if I can call it this way, um, but through that whole time, my my head was filled with one question. It was like, okay, how can eventually all these protocols um, coexist, you know, without making each other obsolete or, or or fighting for for market share? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you like Coke or do you like Pepsi? You know. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it, I think in many ways it's, it's probably you can only drink like one that. at the same time. You know, you're not like or you <laughs> yeah. can have a Coke and exactly. a Pepsi. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think also like Coke and Pepsi. You know, these are these are products and Sprite, etc. Like these products do exist. You know, in, mm-hmm. in tandem with each other and different strokes for different folks. You know, like it, it really depends on your project's needs. Um, I think, mm-hmm. and so it, it's totally fine. So, so we're even seeing this at the protocol level too. Like some people are saying like. Okay, we're going to build our app on Ethereum because Ethereum is the most secure, et cetera, et cetera. Some people yeah. are saying, like, actually, now we want to do it. We want to do it on Cosmos. So, big example there is like Binance Dex. They built it on Cosmos. Yeah. Um. So, does that mean that Ethereum is now like suddenly loses value or it's less valuable? No. It just means it's it didn't fit you know the criteria that Binance was looking for. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think even with Oracles, it's it's probably going to be this kind of um, competitive thing. Obviously, they're they're going to take market share from each other as more projects get into the space. That's just going to naturally happen. But I think the space itself is the, the pie is going to continue to grow at such a rate that it's not even going to matter if you have a fraction of a pie if it's like ten times the pie. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could have answered that myself. That makes sense, Roy. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, but, um, uh, you know, before this, this whole or latest mania started, um, you know, Andre Cronier or Andre Cronier, I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I just call him Andre Cronier. Uh, he, he founded a, a Wi-Fi or urine finance. And since then, you know, things have changed, you know, a lot. And, you and me know what Wi-Fi does. And I think, or at least the most of us do as well. Um, but I think also a lot of projects, uh, it had a, a huge impact on, on their existing token models, like in, in terms of, okay, had projects rethinking their strategy or their actual uh, existence, so to say. 
What's your view on this? Yeah, so I think I think this is amazing. I think this is one of the coolest things that's, that is happening in crypto in general is like, not only are we bullying out centralized exchanges, we're mm -hmm. also bullying out VCs at the same time, um, mm -hmm. which is incredible because Andre really paved the way. Um, you know, I, 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 you know I, I don't think Andre knows of me, but me and Andre have been like in similar circles as far back as 2018 when I had Global Halo, mm -hmm. which is coming back, by the way, this side's coming back. But um, yeah, so, but ever since, I mean, since Andre created YFI, it's like this kind of, we've seen the success of what a community-led project can do and, and how far it can go. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, like, the Yearn Finance story is not done. Like, who knows where this thing's going to be in a year? Um, all yeah. we're seeing is that we have a very talented developer and a lead who's, who's, like, pumping out massive amounts of, you know, products for people to use and all of this code, and it's great. Uh, who knows where it's going to be in a year? That's yeah. just, that's like, you know, one of the great things about it. And so what that means is that this is kind of giving the green light to other people that are saying like, hey, you know, we can make our own community project. We don't mm -hmm. even need listing anymore. We can just list on Uniswap. So we can mm -hmm. do our own listing. We mm -hmm. seed our own liquidity. We have our own, you know, we don't have VCs, but we answer to our community instead of VCs. Mm -hmm. We don't have, we're not beholden to like any specific, you know, we have to do things this way or, you know, we have to have political correctness or no, we can actually truly be like more decentralized. And this is kind of like the dream that people have had, you know, as far back as even I would say like, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum age, like 2015 or so. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this is kind of the dream that people have had. And it's like, now it's finally happening because now we finally have the framework and we're getting the framework to do all of these different systems, which is amazing, I think. Um, so who knows? I, I think this is kind of a bold prediction here, right? But I think the biggest projects of like in the future, whenever it's going to, whenever it's going to be like when we see like the final state of crypto, let's say, uh, and at its most mature state, it's going to be like a heavy amount of community projects and a lot less amount of projects like let's say Polkadot, where they took in you know three hundred million dollars in funding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the good thing of, of all these community funded projects is they uh they tend to to grow more organic and so they are a lot harder to tear down uh, because yep. the community is is uh, not only emotionally you know in a in a good way but also truly uh financially invested you know they they've built it um so it's it's it, it, it has a much more solid foundation uh, if they keep providing for their for that same community. Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah, this also ultimately led to the creation of uh, or or the inception of uh, YFL. So how yes. the, yeah how did it happen? You know what's the yeah, what's the story if you meet someone in a in a bar like, hey, you know, I'm 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 working with some guys uh, on this project. This <laughs> this is how this is how it went. <laughs> Grab well, a beer. Well, first of all, I never tell anyone in a bar that I work in crypto. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> depends on which bar, you know. It's like if you are like right. uh, some 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 crypto conference, you know, with like in, in a safe haven. Yeah, yeah. But. But let's yeah. pretend. No, no, no. It's, it's, still, it's still like for super nerds and it's still like a little dangerous technically in crypto. But um, yeah, so like kind of the inception story of YFL or YF Link, um, it, it, was, it was really just, 
I mean, I'll, so the team is anonymous, so I can't like go out and tell everyone like, hey, yeah, you know, I was working with so and so. Sure. But it was basically me. It, it, it actually wasn't even me. It was like five other guys that I know that I have worked with since 20, 2017, no, 2018. Five mm-hmm. other guys who I've worked with in 2018 on various projects and investing and doing these, these sorts of deals and things like that. Ice yeah. deals and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and these guys were kind of having their own little chat about like, you know, what, what would happen if we, you know, if we just forked your uh, iron and then we did something uh, that no one else is doing um, which is like the, the initial idea was like, we should do some kind of like staking for link marines because they don't have staking yet. And that's yeah. like one of the big things that they were, that they're waiting on is like, they're looking for the staking. And so we were like, okay, well, we can create like this token and people can stake their link. And then if they stake their link, they'll get the YFL token. So this way we are kind of incentivizing staking and we can do, get all these like uh, network benefits of like we're, we're marrying ourselves in a way to the brand of Chainlink or we're saying like, you know, we're going to support Chainlink and then this way we'll, we'll get a lot of people who like Chainlink and are passionate about it to come mm-hmm. to our community. And then we're good at getting all of this great distribution between people who own a lot of Link and, who, and people who want to own a lot of uh, YFL. Mm-hmm. So that was the initial idea, which we did. And I was, they kind of hit me up and they were like, hey, Roy, do you want to do like, you know, community management for this thing? Because I was initially like literally just the CM basically. And I was like, community, isn't that just like opening a Discord? Yeah, I can do that, whatever. So I was like, <laughs> sure, I'll do the Discord. <laughs> but whatever, whatever, dude, I'll do the Discord. And when we started YFL, like it was literally just like me and like 10 people in, in the Discord. And we had like a really shitty logo that <laughs> some people have seen, uh, but it's not the current one. The current one's pretty nice. Um, yeah. But I made like a really shitty logo. I was like, whatever. This is like why. But you're doing a doing a, a great job, right? I mean, I I when I when I see every time when I see posts or tweets from 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 Wife Link, I I really love the the tone of voice. That that's that's really awesome. Oh, yeah. And and also the yeah all the all the memes attached. You know they are you know very original. Absolutely. I mean that yeah that's that's the whole thing, right? So so I mean so we'll get to the memes. Um, so, so we started YF Link and we were like, all right, cool. We have to tell people about this. Mm-hmm. I think within 24 hours, we had like $10 million locked up in the, in the staking and like chain link and, and other assets. So I was like, holy shit, this is it's kind of like, it's a lot of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's like, I was like, all right, oh, we need to do cool. something. <laughs> it was just like roll with it, I guess. Um, and then it just like grew and grew and grew. And it got to the point after like a week that we were at like $50 million in, in like lockdown. I was like, holy shit, this is a lot. This is like the biggest, you know, thing like next to, to wire basically, you know, money wise. So I was like, okay. And this was like before sushi swap and everything. So we we're like, yeah. okay. Um, all right. So I, I guess we have like a lot of support then. Cause we were also getting all these people from the chain communities. Like really yeah, you're tapping into that. Yeah, absolutely. They were like getting super involved and it's like, all right, well now we can build something. Uh, now we have like a community here, which was kind of the intent. Like we wanted the community first. Mm-hmm. And so when the community came in, they were like, we were like, you know, here's why Flink we presented to you. You know, you guys can take this and run with it. You know, we're team one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can like kind of build uh, additional teams if we want. And then this one guy, Jason, comes along and he's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made an AMM? And this doesn't sound interesting now, perhaps in the context of like Sushi Swap and Kitty Swap and yeah, but back then, Creamy I, Swap. Oh, oh, back, but back yeah. then it was the first, it was the only one. We were like literally yeah. the only ones yeah. who were doing an AMM at the time. Yeah. Everyone was still already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, hey, hey, but, but Roy, yeah. uh, um, you, you were talking about Team One or Team Two or Team Three. What's that all, that, that all about? What's the difference between these teams, and how do they how do they work together? Yeah, so why? So we have different teams. So this was kind of my idea that I pushed to the guys. Um, you know, once I left the community manager role and got more involved, I was like, whatever, mm -hmm. I'll just like lead everything. I'll get the flex side. Um, I said, why don't we just like because what what other projects do is they'll just have a team, right? Just like you're interacting with, you know, Lend or you're interacting with, uh, I don't know, Polkadot, and like that's yeah. the team. And I was like. What if we do something like a lot more modular because that's what we can do if we have a community you know mm -hmm. if the community says like we want to build this thing mm -hmm. and the funding is there for it why don't we just do that and let them build their thing um, mm -hmm. and then and then that from that came the idea of like okay we'll just have like a horizontal uh, hierarchy of separate teams who are all building different products but ultimately they all feed into and build off of yf link itself Well, that's cool. um, so that was the idea, and I was like, "This is something that I think no other—you can't do this in a pro in a in a in a non-community project. Certainly not as fast as we did." Um, and we sourced every member of all of the teams from the community. I mean, aside of Team One, from the community, mm -hmm. they were all community—you know, community-funded. You know, we basically you know split you know additional YFO from Treasury and all that to everyone else involved and it's mm -hmm. like they even brought in their own funds and their own ideas and their own skills and everything and it's like wow this is something you cannot get with any really pre-existing uh, blockchain project so now we have four teams which I will talk about team four later but we have the first three we have team one which is basically the inception team for YFL create a YFL we kind of do Upkeep, we take care of uh, different things with YFL, you know, take care of the TD, Discord, all of that. And then we do flex mm -hmm. across communication across teams. We have team two, which is Jason, who came to us and said, what if we build an AMN? And then we were like, cool, let's do it. So we're building LinkSwap, which people are really excited about, which is coming in a few weeks, by the way. A few weeks? Or okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have team three, which is more of a flex team because we need a lot of support. So we've been talking about things like Discord bots. We're talking about yeah, things yeah. like site upkeep, all, all these different things. Like, you know, you it requires people, uh, yeah. communications, newsletters, all this crazy stuff. It's like, you got to have people for that. You need resources. Team three is that. Um, and, and then we have team four, which we'll talk about later. So we have all of these teams that are doing different things, which is awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that, that's a little bit up about the inception of uh, Wirefling. And so, People who hold Wirelink uh, today, yeah. Why are you know what are they uh, using it for? Why hold YFL? Okay, so I do. There is actually a reason to hold YFL beyond just speculation, <laughs> and there's actually <laughs> we try to get uses to this. So there's some basic ones that I think every coin has. So first of all, well, not every coin, but our coins in particular. So you can do governance voting. So if you own YFL, you can stake into the governance vault, which means that you can now make decisions of the future of YFL. You can also but, decide things yeah. like fees. But that right? that 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 ties also in into speculation. I mean, if I want absolutely, to absolutely, vote something, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm just I'm going over the basic ones. So that that's kind mm -hmm. of like speculation. Sure. So you, you can do governance. Mm -hmm. You can put you can put money into the Uniswap pool. Again, this one is one that all your C20 share. You can always put into the Uniswap pool as an LP. You put mm -hmm. it in with you stake your YFL with your ETH. You'll make some money back. And uh -huh. by the way, really interesting statistics. Like we're like one of the top 
Uniswap pools. I don't know how we're doing it. Like that's like crazy community support. Even though like price has been tanking super hard this week, uh, yeah. people have just been continually adding liquidity, adding liquidity, which is not something you see when price goes down. You usually see people taking away liquidity, but we've like doubled liquidity in the last like, crazy week. folks. Love them. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, people, people are like accumulating these, like unironically. <laughs> uh, so people are adding to it. So, so those are two, two of those like universal things that everyone else has. Mm-hmm. On top of actual liquidity. So we have another staking program that's starting now with Y-Axis. Mm-hmm. They're a brand new project, but we are creating a community pool, very similar to uh, when we gave the Chainlink community incentive to stake their Chainlink and get YFL. What you can do now is you can stake your YFL and you can get Y-Axis tokens. So this is another additional utility that you can get from YFL. We're also building, and this is coming in the next, I would say, six weeks. Uh, we're building an NFT. So we're building NFT, uh, an NFT program that basically means we're going to release these super rare limited cards that have actual, the idea we want to do is not only are we just going to sell art because everyone does that, but we want to give it actual value. So the way we do that is we attach YFL to it. And so once we attach YFL to that, then we can actually say like, yeah, this, uh, this NFT is worth like five YFL. That's like $2,000. Oh. Like there, that's actual value there. And that'll follow you wherever you send that NFT. Ah, okay. So, so wait, so if you, for instance, if you sell card A that has five YFL attached to it, and if I sell it to, to another person, uh, can that person uh, decides to detach that YFL or, or, or how, how, how does he gets the value back if, if no one so, wants yeah. to buy, so we're, buy his card? Right. So we're still, we're leaving that mostly up to the community vote, uh, governance for now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be the ones deciding exactly what, how that goes down and what, uh, what the entire mechanics of that are going to be. I do mm-hmm. generally like just leaving things to the community and like posing the question of like, okay, you know, here's this thing that we're doing. What is the best way to move forward? Do you guys think, um, and we have like discussions all the time in the Discord about yeah. this, like, you know, we should do this or extra. Right? So that one, I, I, I can't like tell you as like an authority. I would say like, it's up to the community and they have to decide how they want to do it. Okay. I, I will say that what we're wanting to do with this first run of NFTs is we want to see how much interest and appetite there is. And if there is a lot, then we're actually going to do a much more deeply involved project with Bonk very likely with Bonk, um, that is going to combine exactly what you were saying. Like, what if you have this card and it's mm-hmm. like backed by 10 Ether mm-hmm. uh, or 10 YFL or whatever, like how do you get the value out? Um, and we're going to include like a burning mechanism or some sort of mechanic where you can like destroy the card or destroy the NFT, but you get the the value out of it. And in, ah. in so doing, you're like reducing the circulating supply of the remaining NFTs, making those NFTs ah. even rarer. This, so right. so so that's like you you have those stories of um, how do you call those things for on your postcard um, stamps? Then you have like the stamps, and then this, this this one guy goes to an auction and buys a super rare stamp, but there were like only three stamps in the world of the same kind, and he just set it on fire. Like okay, now there are two yes. stamps, and my stamp just got worth more. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I, I had this idea back in 2018, actually, and, and I kind of posed it to the community now. But back in 20, I mean, I didn't have any like coders or developers or anything. I'm not a coder myself, so I just kind of like shelved it. Um, mm-hmm. But now we actually have all this resource and we have a community and it's like, okay, well, now we can build these things. So I kind of posed it to, to the community. I was like, what if we do this? Like the, the idea is like combining stablecoin mechanisms with NFTs. 
And I don't think many people are doing that. You can do this on Rarible, but you can only do it once. So you can make an NFT and you can load it with Ethereum and that you can only do that one time. What we want to do is something a lot more complex in terms of like, I have an NFT and my NFT is backed by 10 YFL and then I sell it to you for like 11. Now there's 11 YFL in the contract mm-hmm. where you get your 11 and then there's a fee and now there's 10 plus an extra percentage in the contract. So the, the actual YFL just got, uh, the YFL backing of your NFT got fired. So now it's worth more. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as these circulate and trades happen, the, the price goes up and up and up and up. And the rarity goes up and up and up. And like, th- this is something I, I'm, I'm, I'm still talking with the community over and like trying to figure out exactly how we want to do it. But this is one of the interesting things. That's just pretty cool. I mean, and, and I think it's a, mostly, especially fun or a, 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 yeah, very fun occupation for for traders or, or other people who, who are like deep in, into crypto to, to, to have these these kind of things. I mean, it's 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 it's, 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 it's a huge experiment of course and we've seen you know multiple nft projects you know fail it was like fun for, for for a few weeks but the, the underlying idea is, is super interesting and 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 i think we yep. we are moving you know towards uh nft being the way to go like every every cycle you know it 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 becomes more common and and, and more advanced and more usable oh, so. yeah i mean people like the, the crypto community throughout all these years, they keep coming back to this concept of NFTs over yeah. and over and over. And every few Speaks. months, people like keep coming back. And it's like, there, there's something in here that people quite, not yet, they, they haven't quite cracked it yet. And it's like, someone will, and whoever does it right, it, like it's just going to take off and it's going to be absolutely massive. It's going to be a billion dollar thing. I can tell yeah. you that now. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, whoever, whoever does this right, it's, it's going to be insane. Um, and so like the crypto community is really looking for this. We have an opportunity to do something like this with Wyatt Link. The interesting thing that I, that I like about YFLink, again, because we're a community project, is if you're a serious trader, you're a you know, serious big man, Warren Buffett type of investor, we have LinkSwap for you. you know, we have like serious projects. And after LinkSwap, we're talking about LinkSwap P2, which is going to have some really rough like, next-gen features. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkSwap itself already is going to be the, basically, I think, the, the, yeah, I think it's going to be the state-of-the-art AMM compared to everyone else. I don't think any other AMM right now, except maybe Bancor P2, who is still in beta uh, can match. So, the, so, the link so swap how, how, is, how different is, will it be from 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 let's say Uniswap? Right. So you know, so let's compare link swap and Uniswap. Okay. So yeah. Uniswap, it doesn't share any kind of fee. Like there's there's no token now. There's a token, obviously, but there was initially no token when we created this. Mm-hmm. Um, so so now I, I suppose there's a little bit of a parallel there. But the interesting thing about link swap here is that we're reducing impermanent loss. We're not getting rid of it. I don't really think there's a way that you can get rid of impermanent loss completely. Um, I've looked into Bancor V2, and they're they're kind of they're they're kind of cracking it. But I, I'm, until they actually announce, they're, they're, it's not completely fully solved. I think. But what we're doing is we're we're creating an outward and implementing the Thorchain CLP algorithm, which is stands for continuous liquidity pools. And don't ask me exactly the math of how all that works. It's like this crazy algorithm. But the point is that Thorchain? you can. Yeah. The point nice. is that you can. <laughs> the point is you can supply. We still like that, bro. The point is you can supply your your liquidity to LinkSwap, and people can make their trades on it, and you suffer less in permanent loss. Um, quite quite a bit less, actually. Like I, I can't give you percentages because again, I, I'm not like I get that's a team two thing. I'm not in direct contact with. Well, I'm in direct contact, but I'm not like direct development with team two every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so we're, we're doing, we're implementing ThorChain CLP. We are implementing a link subsidy. So if you're trading link or if you're supplying link liquidity, you are now getting additional, uh, either you're getting a discount or you're getting fees off, which is great. So now if you have Chainlink and you want to supply liquidity, where are you going to supply it? Are you going to supply it on Uniswap where you get paid, let's say $10 a trade or whatever, or are you going to supply it on LinkSwap where you get paid $15 a trade? Yeah. Pretty that's obvious. A choice. Yeah. Exactly. And the final thing, which I think is, again, like revolutionary, no one else is doing this, is the fact that we're including this feature called rug block. Ah, yeah. Everyone I, is getting rug pulled. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do we solve that? So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how do we solve that? So we, we've kind of solved mm. for the, the rug pulling scamming issue. And we're like, sure, you can put your liquidity on LinkSwap. But if you want to get, let's say, a listing fee reduction, um, you have to lock up your liquidity. And it's going to have ah. to be locked up a certain period of time. And if you don't lock yeah. up your liquidity, you don't necessarily have to. But yeah. that is reflected in a score. You're going to have a little score that says, ah, this is actually a little bit risky. They yeah. don't have their liquidity locked up. And that's going to say it right there on the UI. Uniswap doesn't have so, that. Yeah, but, but I mean, we have seen like multiple projects uh, trying to solve this problem and, and also fill in, that, in, in them. You know, projects yeah. like, uh, like uh, Lit Protocol. But you also have... You know, you can lock your liquidity on on on, on Unicrypt, um, but but how? Yeah, are you I going... think the, the easy the easy way to do it now, um, like the most straightforward way, is you create a Uniswap pool, and you uh, supply liquidity, and then you take those fees and you bear them. So you can yeah. do it, but the problem yeah. is, is that this isn't actually baked into the system. And, and the, so mint the fact function. that we're baking it, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so the fact that we're baking it into the system, I think is going to make this a lot safer, uh, a, a much safer. Uh, experience for people in addition to the fact that there is going to be a listing fee requirement this yeah. is kind of increasing the barrier to entry and if you want to reduce that listing fee requirement you either pay in yfl pay us in length or yeah you can lock your liquidity for a certain yeah, so it, it 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 automatically weeds out the the bad actors when they want to you know participate uh, or are you know being being able to be traded on on Absolutely. on link swap that's and let's cool. be completely honest. No, no system is like you know. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like we we've like developed the, the AMM no. all AMM. But no. we think we have a really interesting product here. It caters to the link community. It does something that no no other AMM does, and we think that is where we're going to carve out our niche. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, so that, that's, that's like a really nice series. feature. <laughs> so that's like for the series. Like you know, you're a serious investor. You're like looking for like you know the next big thing. We're, we have that, and then after LinkSwap, like I said, we're looking at LinkSwap V2, and we're looking at currently unannounced project that I, I can't like disclose now, but we're looking at something that's going to be pretty big. Um, we're thinking, I can, I can say this, we're thinking about doing something with uh, link lending, so like a link uh -huh. lend app where you'll be able to, um, where you'll really be able to do like the quasi-staking mechanism thing. Um, uh -huh. But those are very, very early discussions. The community likes this concept, and so we're still talking about it, but that's going to come after LinkSwap. But in addition, the great thing is like, we have all these serious projects on one side, but then we have time and different teams that we can do like these fun things on the, on the other side. So we're doing like a meme app. I didn't even talk about the meme app. We're doing so many apps. <laughs> we're doing a meme app. We're doing a, so I, I'm not gonna go too much into detail because I don't wanna waffle on forever. But the meme app is gonna be uh, something that we hope is gonna turn uh, YFL and turn it into like a viral Twitter thing, which is gonna be great. We have a signaling app that's going to come after that. Another thing I didn't even mention, which is going to be uh, a way to verifiably prove your YFL holdings on chain, off chain, basically. Um, uh -huh. 
which which is almost you can kind of think of it like the snapshot governance voting systems we have. Um, I, I don't really know how we're going to implement it in terms of like putting it on Twitter, maybe like some kind of extension or something. You were also mentioning something about uh, the Team Four project. Yes. So this is part of our general strategy. And again, I mentioned this previously. We have serious stuff on one side with the link swap and all that. Mm -hmm. Fun stuff for the community on the other. Because if mm -hmm. you're a community member, you're not maybe necessarily interested in link swap aside from a speculative investor point of view, but you might be interested in NFTs. You know, we'll do yeah. some NFTs. Um, so that's the great thing. And so, you know, one of the things we were doing when we were discussing link swap and looking at all of the problems, because we're trying to solve, for example, the gas fees. We're looking at the gas fees on Ethereum. We're like, how can we like make this easier for, for uh, people to use, turn down the gas fees so that more people can start getting into this DeFi thing? And we kind of arrived at the answer or the, the solution um, together that we, were, that we thought, well, we need to either go on something that's layer two or we need to go <clears throat> on other layer ones. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay, well, I mean, we've worked with like a lot of these different projects before. So we, we have good connections with most of them. And so we were like, we can pick and choose which layer ones we want to work with or which layer twos we want to connect with. But it's important that these are all EVM compatible and you can always switch back to, to Ethereum whenever you want. So that's kind of where we started talking with Harmony. Okay. So we started talking. So we started having conversations with Harmony, um, and we were having a lot of in-depth conversations, not only about YFL itself, but also mm -hmm. about porting things like the Chainlink nodes over even to Harmony itself. So this is something. This, this isn't the announcement itself, but this is one of the ideas that we, we had that we were that we think we still can do with porting Chainlink nodes over to Harmony. And the reason why this is beneficial is, let's say, a Chainlink call. Um, will cost, it'll usually cost you about three dollars um, yeah. plus gas. So if you're paying ten dollars for a three dollar chain link call, it's like you're paying three times the price. Yeah. Um, so what if we could do this on Harmony? It's like, well, here's here's the chain that we can use that's EVM compatible that we can kind of port switch back and forth over, and they have the Harmony bridge that they just finished as of like a week ago, like a week. <laughs> so it, it, like it's done now. Now you can port your Ethereum tokens over to Harmony, and it's great. And we're like, all right, cool. So we talked to the Harmony guys. We're like, you know, can we do something with like reducing fees and, and TX speed? So we did like a full, we did another like um, deep dive analysis on their chain. And we were like, we really like Harmony for like a link swap V2. We really, really like this. We think the link swap V2 can absolutely use something like uh, the Harmony chain. So we developed in, in the meantime, we're like, well, that's a little bit too early. We're still working with LinkSwap now, the B1. So that uh -huh. while that comes out, why don't we form another team? So we'll call it Team 4, uh -huh. which I am the head of. And Team 4 is basically going to be working initially with directly with Harmony. I am pleased to announce, I don't know if that sounds like lame or cringe or whatever, but we've, we've talked to the Harmony guys. They said, sure, we can do this. And you know what? We'll even take it one step further. You can even apply for a Harmony grant. We applied for the Harmony grant. They, we have been accepted. So oh, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, we won, awesome. We won a Harmony grant, so that'll be, we'll, we'll release post uh, information on that in a little bit. And the first thing that we're doing with Harmony together is we're just creating another fun little game, a little community project. Oh. Um, and this is really, and this is really just to get used to Harmony, to get mm -hmm. the YFL to test, communities. Test the waters exactly. and test the interoperability and, and, and maybe like to, to, yeah, to, to have a stress test on the, on the speed and the transaction fees. That's smart. Absolutely. So there it is. So what we're doing is creating a game, and I can release more information about it right now in this podcast. Um, the game is going to be called The Great Waffle Competition. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to send YFL and Harmony tokens uh, in tandem through the Harmony Bridge. Anyone can do this. They can send it to this. Uh, we're going to have a website that people can go to. Hopefully, mm-hmm. by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be able to see it. It's wafflehouse.io. Wafflehouse.io. So yeah, it's a fun little game. I developed it myself. Uh, so oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, you, you guys can blame me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're working directly with Harmony now. And the idea of the game is let's create something like FOMO 3D. You remember what FOMO 3D was, right? No, no. Okay, so FOMO 3D was like the biggest like blockchain game or, uh, about, I think, a year and a half, two years ago. Everyone was like, yeah, they had, um, it's like you would go to their website and uh, the, it was called, it was exitscam.me. And they would say, like, someone <laughs> is exit scamming like 10,000 Ether. But if you send Ether to, the, to this address, it's like a very small amount. Uh, it, was a, it was a game. Then like when the timer reaches zero, you win the thousand ether. Um, so that was the game. And I was like, well, what if we do something very similar, but a little bit uh, more like competitive? So I was like, we'll do the great waffle competition. People will be able to create their own original unique waffles. People will be able to vote on them. And people will have the chance to um, like destroy their waffles. They can burn their waffles. So we're even including burning mechanisms into this game. So we're going to oh, burn so that's also like a- tokens. Okay, yeah. so that's that whole burning that that also taps into the uh, the whole NFT thing we we spoke about before. Yeah, so we're burning YFL tokens, we're burning Harmony tokens, we're sending things over to the Harmony Bridge, and we're creating uh, these these waffles, these visual waffles that you can look at. Again, you'll be able to check out the site. You'll know exactly what we're doing. Um, I'll, I'll release an announcement post as well that goes over the details. Um, but the the winner of the, the waffle competition, we're going to make it last, I think, about two to four weeks. I'm not entirely sure. But at the end of it, uh, if you burn your waffle, about 50% of the, the, the tokens that you send are going to get burned. The other 50% go to the grand prize. Oh. And, if, and the person who wins the grand prize wins the pot. So we're initially incentivizing the grand prize to be at about five to ten grand. I'm not exactly sure where we're going to be. So let's say, but after that, once people start getting on the waffle game and burning their waffles who knows how this, how big this grand prize is going to be i don't know where it's going to go maybe oh. it completely fails maybe it becomes like well, a million dollar grand prize if you have the best waffle well i i've heard enough i think it's time to add a uh, waffle uh, emoji to my handle <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's a really fun game again it's it's another thing that i think is Sounds we're trying cool, to do things for the community, but we also get to work directly with Harmony. I mean, we've got this grant. Mm-hmm. We have all of the resources and the developers so we can really do this. And I think after this project, if it goes, if it goes well, we're, we can definitely move on to very, very serious things like a link swap V2 right. on Harmony, which is going to have almost zero fees. Right. Hey, but th- th- that's also a great stamp of approval, you know, getting the grant from, uh, from the Harmony uh, team. You know, that's yeah, uh, uh, really moves um, moves you guys forward. So uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty bright future, I would say, for why I think it's there's a lot of things going on under the hood. There is so much development right now. There's so much excitement in the community for what we're doing. That again, I think I've never seen a project like this before, really. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm just like super excited to be at the head of it, and like I, I yeah, I'm just like super happy. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to mention, because I, I almost forgot this, everyone's like very interested in like timelines. I'm not sure when uh-huh. this podcast is going to come out. We're recording the 22nd of September right now. But as of the 22nd of September, we are about, I would say, six weeks away from the, the Waffle competition actually releasing. So we're very close already. Uh, we have pretty much the entire website complete already. We have all of the assets done. All of the art is being created. 
Uh, and we're just now starting to get work on the Solidity development side. And so we'll be very, uh, progression is going very, very smoothly for it. So that'll be in the next six weeks as of September 22nd. Um, you Exciting know, moments look ahead. Yeah. Uh, loving the energy, uh, Roy. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's been great talking to you, uh, definitely. And before we wrap this conversation up, why should anyone hold a single YFL token in their port portfolio? Yeah. Yeah, why should you right why should you absolutely yeah. you know aside from speculation why should you um I, again this is like this, this really is like my initiative that i pushed internally with the team where i was like we need to do community projects on top of like the really serious stuff and so i think if you like nfts you know pick up some yfl if you like you know this competition waffle competition that's coming up pick up some yfl you know if you want to do more staking with let's say y-axis pick up some mm. YFL. Like there's a lot of reasons right now to be holding onto YFL. It doesn't have to be mm. a lot, you know, buy, buy, buy one or buy whatever, you know, whatever suits your, your portfolio. Yeah. Um, but not, not even necessarily as a speculative thing, as a fun thing, because we're building yeah. all of these fun things for people to enjoy. And that, and yeah. that on top of the serious stuff like link swap, et cetera, I think is really going to bring the community together. Yeah. I think that's a really good, good point you're making. You know, that's also, it, it, it also, can be fun, you know, if you are investing in something. So the whole interaction between uh, between a project and a token holder, that's a, th that also really means something to me, you know, and, and not per se in terms of, of hype, but an actual, you know, stuff being made for you to to use or look at or, or use or try out. So that's really cool. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Roy. Um, I am, yeah, I am pretty sure you will be back on uh, anytime soon when we can, uh, you know, discuss the eventual outcome of all these uh, interesting, uh, uh, yeah, stuff that's uh, th that's being built right now. So oh, before yeah. we, be fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Before you hop off, do you have anything uh, to add? Yeah. So my Twitter, for anyone who doesn't know, it's at Phil before show. No, no space, no capital letters, nothing. Just on Twitter. Uh, I talk a lot. Uh, I haven't really been posting too much lately since I've been like neck deep in work. But I usually, I, I am a trader, so I, I you know, I, I kind of give trading advice here and there as I mm -hmm. kind of find it. Uh, obviously, not financial advice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Phil before show. Um, I do, I am reopening globalhalo.com. So if you go to globalhalo.com, I I think by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have the first article up. It's uh, discussing cool. this brand new Oracle project, which I'm really interested in. Um, and yeah, that, I think that's going to be it. YFLink.io for anyone who's interested in YFLink. Go check that out. And please come into the Discord community or the Telegram community and hang out. This is like a community like you've never seen before in any other crypto project. People are super passionate. So yeah. Oh, awesome. Thanks. I will add all those links uh, in the description. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Roy. Have a, have a great week ahead and uh, we will speak uh, each other uh, quite soon, I guess. Thanks, man. That was a great conversation. I mean, I've known Roy for almost a couple of years now, but it was great to have a more in-depth conversation about crypto and especially about YFLink. Um, I mean, it seems that these guys are truly onto something and I'm very curious what the future beholds for YFL. Thanks for listening again and I hope you stay tuned for a new episode. Cheers guys. <laughs>